0: Science story,
1: huh? NYU the, I, felt, felt, I felt right. I was so and happy. I just thought, oh, well, I figured it out. Wow. It
0: was that golden moment because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true stories of how science has affected people's lives. This week's story is from Jim O'Grady. The story was recorded in November 2013 at the Under St. Mark's Theatre as part of the Gotham Storytelling Festival. The theme of the evening was storms.
1: Animals. Don't trust them. I'm sorry, I started with the moral of the story. The real start of this story, it starts when my roommate Janet brings home a monkey. Not just any monkey, a clever monkey, a Capuchin monkey. It's one foot tall, it's the kind of monkey you you see like on a sidewalk next to an organ grinder music guy, you know, and you're like, oh, there's a hat for donations and He's like, he's wearing a red vest, and he's dancing around, and he's got symbols on his fingers, and before you know it, you're giving it all your money. (laughs) All your money, straight into the hat. That's the kind of monkey Janet brought home. The kind of monkey, if you're not careful, she'll make you forget that she's an animal. So two years before this, in college, Janet and I... Shared a horizontal makeout. And I can tell you know what that is. <laughs> That's when you pass out after a party and you wake up on the floor next to a girl who's also passed out on the party and she wakes up and your faces are so close together that out of sheer convenience, you make out. And by the way, this is how I make out. <laughs> And so Janet wanted follow-up. But instead, I chose this, this volatile, unpredictable girl who had this aerodynamic 80s haircut in the shape of an airplane wing. And I went out with her for a year until the night she took me, I called her haircut girl, she took me to a bar, bought me a beer, sat me down, and said, Jim, I'll always love you but I've joined the Peace Corps. In two days, I will be living in a remote African nation with very extremely sporadic postal service. Goodbye. (laughs) Janet was the opposite of haircut girl. She had ponytails. And she helped people on this continent. And that is where the monkey comes in. Her name was Boo. And she wore a diaper. <laughs> and as, as Janet was setting up Boo's big wire metal cage in our living room, she explained to me, she said, oh, you know, Capuchin monkeys are like children uh, in that they, they defecate with frequency and velocity. And then they forget about it, and then it's just on to the next thing. You know the way a college guy will do one thing one night and then just move on. She actually said that. (laughs) So Janet worked in a research lab. Research labs are where science happens. Science. I don't know if you noticed that, what I did there. (laughs) She worked in a research lab training Boo to help quadriplegics, or quads, as they call themselves. So here's how it works. A quad takes a laser pointer in his mouth, points to a refrigerator door. The helper monkey goes over, opens the door, grabs a sandwich, comes back, and feeds the quad. This is a real thing. And Janet showed me how it worked by having me play the quad. She sat me in a chair, stuck a laser pointer in my mouth, and sure enough, I pointed at the fridge. Boo goes scampering over, opens the door, grabs a sandwich, comes back, holds it up for me, and then throws it on the floor. (laughs) And then she looked up at me and went, ah! And here's what I learned. In monkey language, ah means, psych. But Janet was so patient. Janet said, okay, Boo, let's try that again. She was so kind to Boo. Janet was so lovely. Why hadn't I noticed this before? So this goes on. And I decide that maybe I could turn this around. Maybe I could get into her Good graces. Like at night, I would see Janet would hold, would cradle boo and stroke boo's hairy little head while spoon feeding her baby food. And I would witness, I would see this Madonna-like scene. And, and I would think, it was so intimate and, and so maternal that it raised a question for me. Could I be the daddy? And when I saw this, I realized that what I needed to do to get back into Janet's good graces was I needed to change my status from Janet's roommate to a full-fledged member of her primate set. (laughs) Boo had other ideas. Boo was a jealous monkey. So like at night, Janet and I would sit on the couch watching TV and I would do that smooth move where, you know, I would inch over a little bit (laughs) and narrow the space. And Boo would see this from across the room and come scampering over and wedge herself in between me and Janet. And she would turn her diaper to me. (laughs) And she would look over her shoulders at me, bat her eyelashes, and go, ah! (laughs) Which raised a second question was I in a love triangle with a lesbian helper monkey? (laughs) Or another way of asking that question was, was I being cock-blocked by a research animal? (laughs) And then, plot twist, film director George Romero calls because he read an article about Boo's work with quadriplegics and he's written a horror film script for a movie called Monkey Shines. And he wants to hire Boo to play the monkey. Let me me tell you the the plot first. The plot is this. Male quadriplegic gets female helper monkey. They bond until male quadriplegic gets female human girlfriend, sending female helper monkey into homicidal rage. (laughs) And then Female Helper Monkey does what someone has to do in a George Romero film. She goes on a killing spree. So Romero wants to hire Boo to play this role and hire Janet to wrangle Boo on set. And it turns out that acting out killing sprees day after day is very tiring. So Janet and Boo come home exhausted every night. And then I start making dinner for us every night. And one night, Janet says to me, you know, you don't have to do that. And I say, I know. And then Janet leans over and kisses me on the forehead. (laughs) I'm glad you think that's funny. (laughs) That laugh just was not ending. (laughs) So the film is over, the shooting wraps, and we decide to celebrate with a day hike in the Catskill Mountains. So the three of us are on a trail. Janet and I are walking, and Boo is scampering diaperless ahead of us. And we're like any normal family, except the child is a monkey who now and then runs up a tree, turns around, looks down, and then shits all over the tree. So we do this, and then... We're going to have a picnic, but storm clouds are coming in. And, and it starts to get stormy and windy. And Boo actually finds, toward the top of this mountain, a little, a little natural shelter. A, sort of like a semi-cave. We go in there to get out of the rain. And we put out a blanket. Janet starts pulling out the food. I put a pamper on Boo. And I see that she looks at me and Boo. She looks at us. She looks at me doing this. And she smiles, and then she plucks a grape, and again she leans over to me, and she puts it in my mouth. And then I cannot describe how fast the next thing happens. Boo, just acting on instinct, shoves her hairy little arm into my mouth and down my throat. Her elbow is at my teeth. She's wriggling her fingers in my esophagus, trying to get the grape, but she's pushing it down, and now I'm choking on her arm, and Janet says, boo, pulls her off, comes around behind me, heimlichs me, the grape goes flying out of my mouth, and then boo runs into the storm. We will search for her, we will find her, and all will be well. But for this moment, Janet keeps her arms around me, and she says into my ear, are you all right? Are you okay? And I say, yeah, I'm okay. And then she says, we have to find Boo. (laughs) And as we walk out into the rain, down a path through the woods, in search of a monkey, it hits me that Janet doesn't say, I have to find Boo. She says, we. Thank you.
0: That was Jim O'Grady. Jim is a reporter for WNYC Radio and a Moth Grand Slam champion. He has worked as a reporter for the New York Times, a professor of journalism at NYU, and a research director at the Center for an Urban Future. For more science stories, take a look at storycollider.org, where you have archives of the podcast and upcoming events. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Weck, Darren Barker, and Ari Daniel. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to Under St. Mark's for hosting the show, to the Horse Trade Theater Group for putting on the Gotham Storytelling Festival, and to all my past housemates for not having a monkey. Thanks for listening.